Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Let me see the light within the dark trees shadowing what's happening. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are delighted. Uh, one of, uh, we consider him a friend of the show and a best-selling novelist. William Kent Kruger is joining us in the studio. Hello. Hello. It's good Hi. to be here. Thanks for having me. And we are very delighted with, is this your 17th Cork O'Connor novel? Oh, it is. It is. And it's called Desolation Mountain. And both Julie and I read it. And it was just, oh, damn it, so it was good. good. So good. So give people the setup of Desolation Mountain. All right. Um a, a private charter plane carrying a uh, a prominent Minnesota senator crashes mysteriously into Desolation Mountain, which is on an isolated part of the Iron Lake Ojibwe Reservation. First responders are all Ojibwe men, and shortly after that crash, those first responders, who are also friends of Cork O'Connor, begin to disappear. Yeah, now this it's, is kind of a different story. Yeah. Oh, it is. This is very much a thriller. This yeah, is it is a thriller. A thriller. So what Cork dis- uh, discovers, Cork and his son Stephen, as they investigate, is is that there is an evil lurking in the Great North Woods that's far more powerful than they could ever have imagined. Yeah, and the twists, the twists oh. and turn, and I oh. and we were Lori and I were just talking before the show about what a lovely writer you are and your descriptions of your words, and I just the stars in the sky. I mean, you I, really everything. are like a great writer. That's uh, why I like talking to you too. No, you make me feel so good. You're, this book was so good, and I read it. People out there, because they know I'm a fifty fifty girl. Yeah, I read it, and my fingers are not crossed. I mm-hmm. loved it. I loved everything about it, and it was a great thriller. And one of the you really touched on some Minnesota things, I think. So here we have the plane flying up north yeah. with the senator and his family. Yeah. Yeah. I thought of Paul Wellstone. Yeah. yeah, her, her family. family. I know, yes. okay. <laughs> then I thought about the precious area between the Boundary Waters and up north and the fight over the new mining. Yep. mining. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's in this book. Then I thought about the governor's name. His first name's Arnie, <laughs> but he doesn't have Carlson with yeah. it. I mean, so there's kind of all these fun minutes. It's great reading about where you're from, though. Uh, you know, that's it's fun kinda, writing about where you yeah, are. Yeah, we Cork O'Connor has really become as beloved as uh, Lucas Davenport or you know any of these other characters where people have. I mean, you've been able to mine and keep coming up with fresh stories, and I don't know if that's hard for you or easy or how does the story come to you? 
Well, here's how it works. If, if, when you are, when you sign a contract with a large New York publishing house, uh, typically it's going to be a multiple book contract. So they're okay. going to be two, three, sometimes even four books. We haven't experienced that. No, we yet. have not. <laughs> <laughs> so good to know. Note to self, you have to produce more than one. Yeah. So when I'm at work on my current project, I always know I'm going to have a contractual obligation after this one. So I try at some point, if I haven't already, to open myself to the seed of the, the idea for the next story. And, uh, and those, that seed comes from everywhere. It comes from places you would expect, places you would never expect. Uh, my own experiences, stories other people have told me about their lives, the newspaper. In this one, you could see the, mm-hmm. uh, the influence of the newspaper yeah. stories in this one. Um, so the, you know, I've never, I have never wanted for ideas. Yeah. For me, always the question is, am I going to have enough time in my life to write all the, all stories. Of the stories I would Serious. love to write? Well, we are, I mean, one of the characters that's also, you know, because it is a reoccurring cast of characters, but Henry Malou, yeah. is, am I mm-hmm. seeing his name you right? Are, you are. Mm-hmm. Um, the old Mide yeah. Indian. Is that yeah. how you say it? Mide? Yeah. Okay. Um, who's like. You know, ninety-eight years old, or what? I, I, I don't want you to have to kill no. him off, and I just can feel it coming. <laughs> well, he's one hundred and five. Oh, so, yeah, yeah I he, mean, is. he is, but, but he wisdom... really is like a great character that you you write about. In so many ways, he's the heart and soul of every story. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though Cork O'Connor is the protagonist, mm-hmm. Henry Malou is the moral compass for everybody. Yeah, he is, and just how he just with this soothing words can calm everything down and just it makes you think of things so differently because this is a thriller it's fast paced and then you're Mm -hmm. with henry and you're like well we need to sweat first you know (laughs) we need to build the fire first and you're like yep all right slow down down. enjoy this do you have you know i'm sure we've asked you this before but native american um heritage or how did you start writing you know to know really what an yeah, a, the Jibway people, Jibway and people would think and sure, feel. And the, that's a that's a very common question. I have no native blood in me whatsoever. Um, and uh, more than twenty years ago, when I made the decision to include the Ojibwe as an element of the stories that I was going to write, I knew absolutely nothing. I knew about as much about the Ojibwe as most white people do, which mm-hmm. really is nothing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, but I was a cultural anthropology major in college, so the idea of, of learning about this other culture was exciting to me. So I began, in a very academic way, I began by reading, mm-hmm. but in the course of all my research, I began to uh, form relationships within the Ojibwe community, and those relationships eventually became friendships. And so now I rely um, a, a good deal on uh, the trust that's been been given me as a gift um, for the perceptions that I need in order to make it feel, to, to make it feel right, be right, and be respectful. Yeah. And and you f- you feel that. I mean, is even it though bouzou? I don't know. Is that how you say yeah. that word? Bouzou. Bouzou. It is. Yeah. Very bouzou. French sounding, all the Ojibwe. Is that? Well, there's a lot of the, of course, French the influences of voyageurs. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. yeah, the French Canadians in, uh, in the Ojibwe culture, of course. Okay. Yeah. But that comes... Well, there's, there's, I have heard many explanations for uh, Bouju. Uh, the one that seems to Means me hello. most credible, I know. Yeah, right, thank most you. credible is it, it is a shortened version of Bouju, oh. uh, the trickster spirit. Um, but at any rate. Okay. It's, okay. Or Bonjour. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bonjour. Exactly. I know. Very so close. the book is Desolation Mountain. And you're in the middle of the book tour, just starting the book tour. Cause, just, so where are you going to be? You're going to oh, be. I, I, I clicked it out of <laughs> You got reviewed in the Star Tribune this week. So you want me to? Yeah, Because I know it off the top yeah. of my head. So um, is the was the launch party last night last at night? Once Upon a Crime. Very good. Oh, it was fun. 
I bet it was. And you you have so many fans tomorrow at Barnes & Noble at the that's Harmer. That's tonight. Oh, that's tonight. Oh, Because okay. today's the 22nd. Then the 23rd, you're going to be at Chuckers. Bowl Checkers and Bowl. Lounge in Rush City. <laughs> but that's nice. along with Scott and Morgan Books, a great bookstore up in uh, I love it. Cambridge. And then you'll be August 24th at Lake Country Booksellers in Wiper Lake, and then August 28th at Common Good Books. In- yeah, but then I'm going to be back. I, I leave, then I come back, and I st- still have a number of... Where do uh, people go? Do, should we go to your website? My website. I've okay. got it all on my website. William- I've got about... Uh, 40 or 50 events wow. scheduled for this one. WilliamKentKruger.com. So here's something that we have in common, William. St. Clair Broiler. Yeah. Because that's where you wrote your first how many books? Uh, probably my first 10 or 12. Yeah. And now it's closed. Yeah. There went a piece of my heart. Didn't that? Yeah. Because yeah, I was a waitress there. Is something there. Uh, opening there? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. It's I, emptying at the it's moment. It's empty. I drove by there. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's where you wrote, and now you've switched it up, and you write at, you probably don't want to tell people. <laughs> I write at a couple of coffee shops yeah. in the Como Park area. Right. Yeah. And why the coffee shop? Why the public spot? It's like an- well, um, I began that whole process when I was living just a couple of blocks from the broiler, and I was working a, a full-time job, and so I, I pitched the idea to my wife. Uh, if you let me go down to the broiler, which opened at six o'clock and right before I go to work, I swear to God, when I come home at the end of the day, I'll be the best husband, the best <laughs> father you can imagine. Well, she bought it. Yes. And, uh, and so there I was every morning with my notebook and my pen in hand to write. So my writing process became so connected to sitting in a coffee shop, mm-hmm. a noisy coffee shop. I can't write anywhere else. Now. Really? Yeah. yeah. So it's like kind of your office environment it's, exactly, just to get away from home exactly. and you don't have all this. Really? And does daydreaming once in a while and looking at uh, people and doing people watching help you? <laughs> well, all the time. <laughs> I, I know because uh, like many writers I know, I read my work out loud, but very quietly to myself. And I'm sure there are people who are going by me watching my lips move and they must think I'm absolutely nuts. Just talking <laughs> in tongues. Or they just think you're one of those people who moves. I, Julia is a I mouth do that. I do that. And I even move my mouth when other people talk. <laughs> yes. If I need to help them with what's coming out. You used to be really bad. Now to you're be better. The guests so would come bad. in and Julia would be like, because I would want them, you know, if yeah, they didn't yeah, have words, yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, here's the word. Here's the. <laughs> Why? No, do you, so do you have, um, so you get to enjoy this for how long? Desolation Mountain. Uh, I'm not Desolation. sure what you mean. Desolation Desol- Mountain. I'm not sure what you mean by How that. How long do you start, start writing, writing your next book? Because you have a multiple contract, book oh, contract. Oh, yeah, you know, well, this actually finishes my contract in the Cork O'Connor novels, but I'm working on revisions now. To, you had me uh, yes, here when I talked about Ordinary yes. Grace. Oh, we love yes. that book. I yes. am working on the revisions to the companion novel to Ordinary Grace, which will be out this time next year instead of a Cork O'Connor novel. Okay. Will you go back to Cork then? Yeah, uh, I have two more Cork O'Connor novels in mind. Okay. You do. What fun. Now, have if you guys, you know, so many books we're seeing, written by men and women, I guess we've seen a lot of female novelists get made into TV shows. Have you been approached by Hollywood? <laughs> I've been dealing off and on with Hollywood for the last 20 years. Really? Yeah. Because so you, we come that, that close. close. Right. <laughs> is the hang up that Cork O'Connor, uh, because I think of what Amazon has done with Harry Bosch, which is Michael Connolly. And right. Or A&E a- did with Longmire. Craig right. Longmire, yeah. And both both great shows. And um, But I think I read a review with Michael Connolly how long it took for the Bosch 
oh, thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. And he's been writing that character for what, 30 years, 25 years? Well, I think he published his first one uh, maybe around 1990. Okay, so, so yeah, so yeah. a long time. But that show is right. just like in its third season. But I wonder if for Cork, Cork Oak, I mean, they could film it in Canada. It can't we be. We could film it in Minnesota. Well, I know, but they yeah. won't. No, they I won't. Know. They'll go to Canada. Yeah, they could. Because it's the cheaper. It's Productions cheaper. are right, cheaper right, there. Right. Yeah. So, anything happening right now? Or is, is yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, all, <gasps> something is always happening that right now. Uh, the last I heard, um, Dennis Quaid was looking at it with an eye to. <gasps> oh, damn it. He that would be, be so good. Series. Well, he's he's a little long in the tooth for Cork O'Connor. Yeah, but, he right. is, I suppose. But what the hell? I love him as an I actor. I do, too. Uh, and uh, Ordinary Grace is being shopped around as a film project, and we've had a lot of producers indicate interest in that, but God only knows if that's ever going to happen. Yeah. I never hold my breath anymore. Right. Right, because it's just such a, they can they can book it, or they can take the option, and it never happens. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All of that. Absolutely. Well, it is wonderful to see you. The book is Desolation Mountain. It is, uh, we're celebrating 20 years of Cork O'Connor. This is your 17th novel. And if you haven't read uh, William's, uh, best-selling novel, Ordinary Grace. We highly recommend mm-hmm. that book, too. It's just uh, wonderful, and you're just a great storyteller, and we love your plotting, too, well, that you do in your It's so books. good, and thank you for coming in. Yeah. Oh, I so appreciate you having me. This is always fun. Yeah, and we'll see you next spring, then, for the Companion for Ordinary Grace. Very good. All, All right. right, sounds good. Uh, William Kent Kruger, we've got a couple copies of the book to give away, 651-641-1071, and um, we will be right back with the Chef's Surprise.